It's Taste of Country Nights on Demand with Evan Paul, Season 2, Episode 36 with Darius Rucker. I did that song with uh, Chapel Heart, and it was funny because I had never heard of them, and I'm looking on, just going through Twitter, and I see these three black chicks singing country music, so I turn it up, and they blew my mind. Dude, they're hilarious. They blew dude. my mind. They're yeah. so great to hang out with. <laughs> and it was funny because I texted them right after I saw it, because I had we had just finished Old Church Hymn, and we didn't know what we were going to do with the backgrounds. And I texted them, you know, uh, I split them in the DMs, you know, you guys want to be on my record. And they were like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> This is a Darius Rucker. No. This was like one of my most fun interviews I've ever done. I mean, I love Darius Rucker, and he was just in a great mood. This is just just solid fun. Thank you in advance for checking out this interview with Darius Rucker. Go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, a rating at the end, because it all helps us out. Taste of Country Nights on Demand is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network. Evan Paul here with Taste of Country Nights. I'm going to try to uh, interview you um, as not a super fan, because I am a super, super fan. Uh, Darius Rucker's in the house. What's up, man? Hey, man. Evan, how you doing? Good, man. I'm great. Good That's to good. see you. Um, the game uh, yesterday, Saturday, I, my brother is a Gamecock. He went there. So smart guy in your family. Good. Yes, yes. yes. So I texted him, because they were up for a minute, and I was yes. like, is this going to happen? How do you feel about the? It was, it was close. It was. I'm happy with the way we played. You know, the first half we played great, and then the second half, you know, Georgia did exactly what I would have done. They said we don't care about your running game. We're just going to play the pass, and we just couldn't get anything done. But uh, I'm, 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 we're the Jeffersons, man. Our program's on moving on up. I'm, I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, will you put money on teams you love, or, or do you gamble, or what? I do gamble, but I never bet on the teams that I love. But or get, I don't bet on those games at all because I got enough. Already invested in those games. If I were to lose, if we were, if we were to lose the game and I was to lose money, I don't think I could handle it. Okay, yeah. so you only you refuse even if it's like a guaranteed bet. Well, not bet a, a game cock or a dolphin game at all. What's uh, not in terms of dollar amount, but in terms of you thought that they were going to win? And what was the craziest one you thought it was going to you were going to win until the last minute? A bet. Oh goodness, there's a lot of crazy ones. the The other day, uh, the other day, actually yesterday in the Rams game. The other day in the, in the Rams game, the Rams are down ten. I, I, I got I got a uh, San Francisco minus seven, and they kick a field goal. The Rams kick a field goal with time expiring to co- to cover. I'm like, what is that? What is that? What is that? I was so mad. I wanted to kill somebody. So are you? Do you watch Red Zone? I do watch the Red Zone channel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you get stressed out? Yeah, because I got like seven fantasy leagues. Yeah, yeah. So you're watching the red zone, you know, and I got two TVs and I'm watching the red zone and the dolphin game. And yeah, but, uh, you know, I live for football, man. It's my favorite thing in the world. Let's talk about Tua. Tua, man. He's looking good. If he stays healthy, he's going to win MVP and the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. I, this could be the year. This could be the year. I've been saying that since 72, but this could be the year. No, I know. <laughs> I saw Marino at the game uh, recently. I, I still feel bad for Marino. I, he deserved a, a ring. Man, dude, you know uh, he was playing in the in the Bills era. The Bills will go to those four Super Bowls in a row, and and he was also playing in that era that before big free agency, where you really tried to build through the draft. So it was tough. The Dolphins were always good, but not great, and then they stopped. You know, they weren't getting a running game because they were like, "Why well, get a running game when you got Dan Marino? Well, yeah. you get a running game to win the Super Bowl." Yeah, you know, but. It was tough. I feel bad for him because if he had won one Super Bowl, I don't think the question of who the greatest quarterback was wouldn't even be. A question, yeah, you know, but you know, he still had a great career. Hey, I, I messed with Vinny Testaverde back in the day. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
Dude, University <laughs> of Miami, Vinny Testaverde. Absolutely. He, I, he, he, was, he kind of flopped in the NFL, but I thought he was going to make it. Heisman winner, man. Yeah, he was a Absolutely. big guy. Um, the album's called Carolyn's Boy. What's the song on the album that your mom would love, would have loved the most? Oh, Old Church Hymn. Old okay. Church Hymn is the, uh, the song she would have been most loved. I, I did that song with uh, Chapel Heart. And it was funny because I had never heard of them. And I'm looking on, just going through Twitter, and I see these three black chicks singing country music. So I turn it up, and they blew my mind. Dude, they're hilarious. They blew too. my mind. They're yeah. so great to hang out with. <laughs> and it was funny because I texted them right after I saw it because I had we had just finished Old Church Hymn, and we didn't know what we were going to do with the backgrounds. And I texted them, you know, uh, I split them in the DMs, you know, you guys want to be on my record. And they were like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> This is a Darius Rucker. We, no, we don't want to be like that. So, so you make moves through Instagram. Yeah, through Instagram to get them on. And they and they, and they came on and just killed it. I'm, I'm such a big fan. And that's a song my mom would love the most. Okay. what is there one on the album that was almost too personal that you almost didn't put on? Yeah, it's a song called Never Been Over that I wrote with uh, John Osborne and Lee Miller. And that was uh, that's a pretty personal song. I, I almost didn't put that on. Was that like the first time you ever talked about that stuff? Yeah, that was the first time I wrote a song about it, and and, and it was really, yeah, that was a tough song to write. It's, it's tough song to sing. It's still, yeah, I love it. Are you gonna sing it live? Yeah, I think it's one of the songs I want to do. It's just such a beautiful little song that I I, I want to sing it live. So when you put out a song like that, do you do you send it to your ex first? No, you just put it out. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just put it out. <laughs> okay. And, and wait for the phone call. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. What about the kids? Uh, oh, they hear it. Yeah, they hear everything because they're always around and I'm playing it all the time. And yeah. They, and, you know, they don't. For them, they daddy's at that point where, you know, dad, yeah, we love your music, but we don't want to really listen to it. So they're, they're good. They've already checked out. Yeah, they've already checked out on dad. Um. Let's go back to like the '90s. Uh, do any of your rock contemporaries call you up after seeing the success you had crossing over the country, and and say like, "Hey, is there any room for me?" Oh, I've had some people. I'm not gonna say any names, but I've had some people ask me about it, and you know, I've actually told them, you know, if it's not real, don't do it because it's not gonna work. And I remember I saw an interview with Steven Tyler, who's a friend, and when he came over to Nashville for a minute, and they asked him why, he said, "Well, I saw Terry's a success. I thought, you know, I could do it, but you know." I'm 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 a southern boy who loves country music since from the time I was a kid. You know, this wasn't a joke to me. It wasn't me trying I just wanted to make country music and, and so it worked for me, but I tell anybody that asks me that it's probably not gonna work. This is they, they don't play over here. <laughs> right, right. If you have to ask, yeah. 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 I thought maybe John Popper could have made it just I with his Popper, sound. Yeah, I love Popper. Yeah, with his sound and the harmonic, I think I think he could have had a had a shot. Yeah. I love that guy. Um who were some nineties bands that you had fun like like too much fun with. Ooh, Toad the West Brocket. We had way too much fun. <laughs> I can tell some stories about that. Toad the West Brocket, we had a lot of fun with. Uh, uh, Bare Naked Ladies, we had a lot of fun with. We have a lot of fun with, uh, like, Sister Hazel. Oh, wow. Yeah. These are, I love yeah. all those songs. Dude, yeah. like, but back in the day, it was Edwin McCain, who is my brother. We've had way too much fun. So much fun, he had to stop having fun. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, back in the day, it was crazy. We had a great time. I got beef with Evan McCain because I tried to, not beef, I tried to hire him to sing at my wedding. 
So I like looked into it, but that was as far as I got. <laughs> they were like forty grand just for us to even look at it, and yeah. I was like, "What?" And this yeah. was not too long ago. Yeah, it's 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 hard to get people to pay what you know what my wedding price is. I don't know what is it a million, but I'll be the best wedding band you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill it. You can even name five songs. We'll learn, but it's me. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. I do. People take you up on it twice. Okay, and yeah. what did you have to? What did you do? Play, we played our butts off. We were great. I sang it the way I sang the wedding song, and then we go play the show. What's the protocol though with that? Are you like they can put pictures, videos out? You don't care. You write that. You could do whatever you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to do. Did you have fun? Yes, it was fun because yeah, we I sang at the wedding, and then they had a little like a little party before we played. So by the time we got on stage, everybody was drunk. It was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what do you miss most about the 90s? Oh, the thing I miss the most about the 90s is the early. I miss when Hootie and the Blowfish, when we were playing clubs, and it was the four of us against the world. And you go, and you know, the first time you play that club is 10 people. Then the fifth time you play that club, you're selling out. Those were the days. I missed that so much. It was so much fun. And now people go to clubs and like karaoke your stuff. You I know. know. Like, I, like I think I can do Darius Rucker better than Darius Rucker oh, can do. Oh, I want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> she sits alone by lamppost, you, trying to find a thought that's escaped to mine. So you, so you, you really think that's better than me? Yeah. Can, I must suck. Can we try? It? <laughs> Let's do it at the same time. All right. She's she alone, alone by lamppost, trying to find a thought that's escaped her mind. Yo, she says, Dad's the one I love the most. You're awful. <laughs> but not fun. I mean, you're making me sound bad. You're, you're so bad. <laughs> I, like, I hear you. Oh. Oh, man. Your new album, Carolyn's Boy, uh, obviously was named after your late mother. Do you miss her different in 2023 than you did, say, a year after she died in oh, 1993? Yeah. I still miss her a lot. I still think about her all the time. Oh, wow. And I miss her a lot, but definitely a lot. Like diff- like back in the 90s, missing her was was pain and, and you know, I can't believe my mom's gone. You know, now it's it's more I'm missing her and I'm hoping that uh, I become the man she wanted me to be. You know, it's just... A little different, a little more mature now, I think. What are your mannerisms that uh, you've taken from her, do you think? When people say I'm a nice guy, that comes straight from my mom. She told she told me so many times it's so much easier to be nice than to be an, uh, an a-hole. She said that to me a million times, and I live by that. And uh, the charitable work, straight from my mom. Those are, those are things she taught me as a kid, and, and I still try to do today. And did you have a good childhood? I did. I mean, we grew up. You know, we didn't have much, you know, and we were poor and there were times when we didn't eat. But it's it's like I never even thought about that until I grew up. Like I, I do my childhood again right now. But it was it was it was beautiful. I loved it. We had a nice village. You know, we had a neighborhood that was a village. They Everybody would everybody was your parent. You know, if you if I went around to Miss Simmons house and I. I acted a fool, and she whooped my butt. You know, nowadays you go home, and your mom wants to go down and fight. No, not back yeah. then. If she whooped my butt when I got home, I got my butt whooped again. Because <laughs> she had to whoop my butt, you know. So it was it was, it was, was a great childhood. I loved it. Um, you're heading over to Europe. Uh, yeah, Started Fires Tour in 2024. Kit Moore was in here. He said uh, he's, he's seen some A-listers in America flop in Europe. What do you think the secret is? The reason I'm doing so well over there is because I went all the time. 
like when I first came to Nashville, I told my manager I wanted to go every year or at least every other year. And I do. I go almost every year to Europe and do a tour. And I built such a great following. You know, like like this time I'm going and take, I, we were talking today about ticket sales. We're selling every place out to the point to where like in London they won't, you know, they would talk about putting me in the O2 arena next time I go. It's like we did it the right way. We just went every year and now we got a fan base and they love it. Wow. Are they tough crowds or do they like different kinds of country music? Do you have to play different songs of yours that you don't play in America? No, they love everything. And the thing is they know everything. Like they listen to the whole record. When you get there, you play some album track and they're singing it like it's a hit. And I love that. And, and you know, the crowds are amazing. They they just, because I think sometimes they think he's, how many times is he going to come over here? So I'm going to go see it and I'm going to have a blast. And so I love when I, when I, we play in Europe, I'm the happiest man on the planet. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, and you're playing in Amsterdam where obviously weed is legal. Weed is legal. Weed is legal everywhere. everywhere. Bro. <laughs> yeah, it's picking up steam in America. Yeah. yeah. Well, how are crowds different, uh, like in a, a Colorado than uh, like a Tennessee or something? Uh, they're not really different. I mean, sometimes a little more laid back, you know, especially Amsterdam crowds are real laid back. You know, Colorado crowds are real laid back. But, you know, they're, they're all there to hear the music and dance and sing and be there with their friends. So it's, it's pretty much the same. Um, and then how are your kids doing? Awesome. Yeah. You know, the last one just got out of the house. He's living in New York at NYU. And, and so they're awesome. You know, two of my, my two youngest all of a sudden want to be musicians, which I'm so against that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because it's such a hard business. It's such a hard business. And even if you have a little success, you're chasing that forever. You know, it, so I, I wanted them to be doctors and lawyers and such, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Did you do the dad thing of, like, moving them into college? Oh, yeah. Uh, like, you hauled it, kind of, or? I didn't do the U-Haul. We sent that stuff because New York is different. Yeah, yeah, You know, and so we sent that stuff, and the movers moved it in. But, the, you know, that day I was there with them. And but you were in the trenches? Absolutely. Always in the trenches. Now, do them. people stop you, like, when you're, like, you know, lifting up a bunk bed? Like, wait a minute. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Are you Darius Burke? Yeah. Can I carry this upstairs, please? <laughs> <laughs> I can't really shake your hand right now. <laughs> uh, you sharpened your acting chops in the video uh, for Fires Don't Start Themselves. Is, is Could this be something that uh, you pick up more of? You know, I'm, I feel about the acting thing. I, I, if somebody calls me and anytime somebody calls me and asks me to do something, I, I love doing it. You know, like being on Reba's show last year and stuff like that. I love it. But I'm not an actor man you know uh, so i'll do it but in that video i was definitely trying to pull my inner stabler out and and really you know act and i was very proud if i don't win an emmy i just don't know what (laughs) i mean life's not fair if i don't win an emmy like would you ever do like yellowstone or something at a heartbeat okay if yellowstone called i would pay my i would pay my own plane flight and hotel room and they don't have to pay me and i would be on that show i love that show so bad i love that show you heard it here first i think i could steal rip's wife i think that'd be good but (laughs) He's writing himself yeah, in. I'm writing myself already. Taylor, hook me up, Mr. Yeah. Sheridan. I mean, Mr. Sheridan. <laughs> well, dude, we love the album, man. No, thank you very yeah, much. Thank you thank so you, much Evan. for coming by. Thank you for having me. This has been fun, Evan. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. All right, let's bring in Billy Dukes from behind the camera for this one, man. I could barely contain myself. I'm a huge Darius fan, as you could probably tell. How did you feel about your impression of Darius after you went back and listened to yourself singing with him? Still pretty good? I was telling my wife uh, the other day, actually, I was like, 
I was like, that wasn't my best Darius. And she was like, no, it wasn't. And I, I think that my nerves got to me. And I think I picked the wrong song. I I don't do that one the best. I don't know why I picked that one. I think I, I, think I just panicked. I was in like panic mode because I was like, I want to do this with Darius. This is a big dream of mine. And then, uh, yeah, I just picked the wrong one, man. I, 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 I gave myself a C. It's, it's like auditioning for any sort of singing reality show. Song choice is everything. That is, that is <laughs> yeah. It ended up turning out pretty good, though, I would say. But, you know, hey, I, I could have done a little bit better. Uh, he was wide open. I mean, this was probably about the best Darius Rucker interview that we've had, I think, with Taste of Country. Because he was really well. He, he was not only really willing to talk about a lot of things, but, like, he gave us a lot of good details. Like, the wedding singer cost was, like fantastic i loved that story yeah i wasn't even gonna ask him uh the price but he was like do you do you want to know how much I, something like that and i was like well yes you know because uh, i was I, I was debating on whether i was gonna say well what's your price you know um but uh, i thought it was a big uh change from edwin mccain's 40 grand to book edwin mccain oh. you know of course darius <laughs> has had a much bigger career after you know the 90s but uh I got to think that for a million bucks, I mean, if you got the money, I got to think he would stand by his word and be the best ever wedding singer. I'm actually a little surprised that only two people have booked him. Like, a million dollars is a ton of money, but if you're filthy rich and you're having that kind of wedding, uh, there's got to be a lot of those people who are now Darius Rucker fans because you figure they probably grew up with them. They're about his same age. There's probably some multi-multi-millionaires that are like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get Darius for my damn wedding. Yeah, maybe. Um, and maybe like no one ever thought about right. that, you know, and, and hopefully one rich millionaire will see that video that we put up <laughs> and we'll book point. Darius Rucker to be his third one. <laughs> also, um, um <laughs> I don't know if you you can't really tell on the podcast, but if you watch the video, um, Darius had to think about it for a minute. Like he almost said one, but then he said two. So it's like, how do you almost forget about a million dollars that you made? That's how you know you're making money. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Are you were you a big ninety rock nineties rock fan? I mean, he listed off some like nineties rock mainstays when he was talking about who he partied with. Were those oh, yeah. bands that you were into? Oh, yeah. Toad the Wet Sprocket, all those guys, man. A lot of them had, like, uh, one hits and such, but I still love them, man. Local H, uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, Sister Hazel, all that stuff. What was Toad the Wet Sprocket's hit? Like, did they have a big, well-known song? They did. I I think they had two, but I can't remember the names. Hold on. Um... It's one of those like wallpaper deals where like you'll know the song I think, but uh, all I want, all I want is to feel this way. All right, to feel this <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> that might be the only one actually. Okay, yeah, uh, we've had a lot of artists come in talking about Train, like loving on Train lately. For some reason, there's like a '90s rock revolution. I guess it was just Parmalee that visited, and, and we're talking about how much. How many train hits there were, and how great train was, and it's like they're they're good. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss train, but let's not get too carried away with ourselves. 
I was about to say, should I bo- try to book Train to come in? Uh, they probably never would, but I mean, Train's got hits. I mean, if you j- if you started to name their hits, I don't know, man. Are you challenging the Train Train? No, no, I only could name uh, I, Drops of Jupiter. Um, the one that I knew that he mentioned specifically, I, I can't even think of the song titles, but I know them when I hear them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Did, what did you walk away? I mean, the album it kind of is a dedication to his mom. And a, and a little bit of a, a fun fact about this, like, Carolyn's boy is the album. His mom's name is Carolyn, but his oldest daughter's name is also Carolyn. So he's also Carolyn's son, which is a bit of a sidetrack with what the album's about. What did you walk away kind of thinking about Darius Rucker's childhood? Then it was pretty good. It sounds like he had a normal childhood and there was nothing too crazy going on, you know, and it sounds like he really appreciated his mama. Um, I wonder, like, when artists do stuff like this, like, how come they, why didn't he name, like, his first record this? Like, what inspired him? That's probably something I would have asked to, that this was the record to make about his mom. Because she passed away a long time ago, right? Yeah, like uh, right after or right before his first Hooting the Blowfish hit, like early 90s. Yeah, so I'm just wondering, you know, did he like run out of stuff to, to, to talk about? Or was he like, you know, this is now I'm, I've made it, I'm established. I want to go back and, and do some stuff about my mom. I wonder if just kind of going through the whole end of his marriage and life changing, like has just left him a little bit more open and vulnerable and willing to go a little bit deeper with his personal life. Oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that'll do it. I didn't, uh, I didn't really want to ask about the, the divorce. I think he mentioned it once, but not like full on, but Oh no! Uh, yeah, I feel he, like I'll, yeah. he, he said that his <laughs> you asked him about the divorce song on the on the record, and he said yeah, he just kind of put it out there and wait for the phone call. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't believe that. I thought for sure, like when you're Darius Rucker, like I could see if you're like some artist that's just trying to make it, you know, yeah. and you put one of. But like, she's gonna hear that song, like for sure. They have like teenage kids in college and whatnot. She'll hear that song, like. Maybe it shows what kind of terms they're on. Um, yeah, you know, because if they're still on like friendly terms, I feel like he might have reached out to her about it. It was one of those things too when he said it. You could kind of see he. I mean, he kind of like was a little sheepish, like ah, you know, I know I'm doing something I probably shouldn't be doing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny though. It's it's a little a little petty, some might say, which is great. I love it. Here's the thing with his childhood, like he did sort of slip in just real quickly, like occasionally they didn't eat, like they would just miss meals. So I think they're pretty hard, like he just kind of glossed over that. But I feel like that's a pretty big, pretty big thing in a childhood uh, to kind of deal with. Uh, and his dad well, wasn't yeah. in the picture at, at all as well. I think his dad and him are still kind of on the outs. He's never really addressed that too, too much. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah, I mean, he... Um... I didn't really catch that. That's a good catch. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice that, but you know, I don't know. I I mean, he says he grew up a little country too, you know, down South Carolina, so I don't know. I don't know what what he was getting into. I think the part of the interview that Darius Rucker might have enjoyed most was at the end when you asked him if he would do Yellowstone because he lit up talking about <laughs> doing that show. I mean, isn't he big enough to where he can get in? Or I, I got to think now that 
with every country artist wanting to get in on Yellowstone, though, maybe there's a list. I almost wonder if he's too big. Okay. You know, like Lainey Wilson, when she did it, she she wasn't the star she is now. Like, she could kind of, for a lot of people, just sort of be Abby, the character she was on the show. Like, Darius Rucker, I don't know if anybody can look at Darius Rucker. It's like Reba, when Reba acts. All I can see is Reba. I mean, Reba. isn't Tim McGraw in it? Well, he did uh, the spinoff, and he was the star. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe I'm saying Darius is like too big for just like a support role, but I don't know if he's got enough acting sort of credibility to be a star of a show. Right. Okay. Um, that's a good point though. Tim did do it, and Faith Hill did it, and they were they were pretty good. So, but they, but like you said, they acted, you know, in that movie that now might be all made up. Uh, yeah, Tim know. was in the Blind Side. That made a little bit of a difference, <laughs> I guess. Uh. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Taste of Country Nights On Demand. This podcast is part of the Town Square Media Podcast Network.